a prime time with Claressa Montero replay from Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Claressa Montero. Today I speak to Stephanie Dixon, founder of Green is the New Black. The Conscious Festival by Green is the New Black happened very recently. Its fourth iteration in Singapore. They welcomed 3,800 people this year. The Carbon Neutral Zero Waste Festival has grown sixfold since its first edition in 2015. And earlier this year, the festival also successfully launched internationally, attracting over 4,500 visitors to its inaugural Hong Kong edition in April. Now, you know me. I, I feel very strongly about sustainability. I nag at you quite a bit. And so today I've brought on Stephanie Dixon, founder of Green is the New Black, to help me nag a little bit more. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, let's be nagging about sustainability. <laughs> Tell us everything. Tell us what made you launch Green is the New Black. So I actually used to work in fashion. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started in Singapore. I used to run fashion festivals around Asia. And it was my dream job for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. And then one day I started having epiphanies and awakenings and realized that actually fashion was quite a polluting industry and quite a socially corrupt industry. And after... Ouch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes the truth hurts. Okay. (laughs) And it did really hurt me at the time. Uh, Discovering all this, I felt quite blindsided. Mm -hmm. And so basically I quit and I decided to start my own company um, and use my skill set to be able to be part of the solution instead of being part of the problem. So that led me to create Greenest New Black as a Mm -hmm. conscious festival where we can bring together thought leaders, change makers, and businesses that are really using their everyday and their power as a force for good. And I basically wanted to show people that sustainability can be fun, accessible, mainstream, and at the same time, it doesn't need to be preachy and it doesn't need to make you feel bad. And that's really our whole ethos at Greenest New black we want to make it sexy okay well it is quite sexy to go hug a tree every so often absolutely and it feels good <laughs> it feels good i mean the thing is i grew up and i said this to you when before the microphone came on i grew up in sabah and you know it's like my background was mount kinabalu and running around in lightly forested areas and having a beautiful sea and and vibrant coral reefs etc mm. to play in growing up um, going back to visit now as an adult, it's it's quite disheartening at how much damage we we as as a people, global people, have done to places like it. You know, not just the locals, but everyone, the tourists who come in, the businesses who go in, and and you know, there there just isn't enough that we can do quickly enough. Okay, that's my preachy bit. On the other hand, <laughs> I think sustainability. And and being more green is easy if you don't think of it as as a whole. If you think of one little thing that you can do to change every day, it, it, it isn't so overwhelming. Absolutely. And with Green is New Black, I mean, our whole mission and our hashtag that we really promote is little green steps. Okay. Because, little green steps. I like yes, that. Yes, exactly. So you can uh, – basically the whole idea is that if we take small steps every day mm-hmm. and we continue to do that, we have a sphere of influence. We're influencing the people around us. Mm-hmm. We're hopefully influencing people at work. Um, and together we can make a lot more impact a lot faster. And you're right. There are a lot of little things that we can do on a daily basis to reduce our personal impact. And then real change happens when we do it as a collective. Okay, so 
What is a little green step that we can take today right now? So one of the first things that I think is really easy to do is to say no to single-use plastic. Okay. I think nowadays with the amount of reusables that people can have and the access that you have, there's really no excuses anymore. You know, here I am with my reusable water that. bottle. Yes, I see yes. you looking at it <laughs> <laughs> for those listening. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can literally take your cutlery with you to the food court. You can take a reusable lunchbox. You can get foldable ones now. You can get foldable um, coffee cups and also water bottles now. So there, if, you know, because a lot of time people are like, oh, but I don't want to carry all this stuff with me. Fine. Get the foldable ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those kind of things are drastically reducing our reliance on plastic and plastic pollution is a big thing that's been a lot in the media and a lot of conversations and a lot of people's Facebook pages. Um, it's been an issue that people are taking really seriously now, or at least there's been a massive awareness and awakening about it. So I think one of the first things is just say no, you don't need it. Okay, you you don't need it. You you really don't. I mean, let's think about it for a second. We are Asians. We we used to enjoy eating with our hands. Exactly. Let's go back. To <laughs> let's that. go back. Just to wash that. your hands and then get in there with the grub. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right. Yeah. All right. What are some of the challenges that you faced when you were starting out with Green is the New Black? It's a great question. I think there was a couple of things that really challenged us in the beginning. I mean, one thing as a entrepreneur is no one knows who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, like at the time, I just expected that people would see what we were doing and believe in our mission and just kind of get on board straight away. But actually, (laughs) we had no track record. You know, we had nothing. And that was quite a struggle for me in the beginning as like an A-type personality and Mm -hmm. coming from running such large events beforehand. So I think building up your credibility um, was a massive thing for us in the beginning. But also, you know, we're talking three, four years ago. Sustainability was not the hot topic that it is now. Mm -hmm. People were we're not interested. A lot of my friends were like, what's this hippie stuff you're doing, Steph? And that drove me crazy because one of the misconceptions that we bust with all the work that we're doing is that it's not for hippies. Mm-hmm. This can be a cool thing. This is a lifestyle choice. And there are amazing brands that can help you do that. And you can still look good and feel good and all that kind of thing. So I think, yeah, really busting through the hippie mindset that people had um, was a big, a big challenge as well. And trying to make it cool and working on having a different kind of experience that people would uh, usually associate with the sustainability event, Um, but actually to move that away and say, no, this is going to be something fun. This is going to be something you're going to enjoy. And you're not going to walk out feeling really bad. You're going to walk out feeling empowered. So designing that as an experience and through all our comms and all our communications and now the media that we're creating was a really important thing that we wanted to do from the onset. So that was definitely another challenge. Um, Thirdly, you know, doing these kind of events, you need a lot of people to help you, right? I mean, we have thousands of people coming. So I think also building up certain partnerships. And only this year, we've really seen interest and um, adoption from bigger brands. And that gets us excited because when they're coming on and when they're really taking seriously and and putting resources behind some of this messaging, we're going to be able to reach a lot more people. So it's been really exciting to actually see the growth over the last three to four years and now finally have some catalyst points. But I still don't think we've hit our crescendo. We're still waiting for the massive wave to crash. Uh, And so we'll just be here to catch people when it does. Right. We're talking to Stephanie Dixon, founder of Green is the New Black. You said a lot there. Let's go back to you don't think that we've hit that crescendo. Tell us more about what it is that you think is coming I just think that there's so many people that still have their head in the sand about all of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still people that think climate change is fake news. There are still people that... I can um, think of one very yeah. prominent one right now, but we won't I think mention a lot him. Of people can. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's not fake news. This is a reality. I mean, you only need to just look at the regional weather patterns. I mean, that super typhoon that hit and destroyed so much of Southeast Asia a couple of months ago. I mean, I, you know, London actually went through 40 days without rain or something ridiculous like that. We've been experiencing really wet weather for much from from much earlier than we normally would. Exactly. So it's happening. It's here. And yet a lot of people are still in denial about it and they're not adjusting their lifestyles. They're not adjusting uh you know the the work that they're doing or the businesses that they're in. And so I think it's been phenomenal to see how much the plastic pollution conversation has taken stage this year. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that still aren't even affected by it or Mm -hmm. don't even realize, you know, what's what their impact is. I have one friend, for example, that volunteers with us all the time. And she got really upset a couple of weeks ago at one of our events because she said, I am there with my reusable lunchbox and with my reusable cup and people are like what are you doing like why would you bother bringing that and she was getting so frustrated that these are educated people working in the cbd and her colleagues and friends and they're still questioning her as the weirdo who's bringing the reusable to the food court every single day and it's just things like that that make you think okay our work is not even close to being done and we need to really continue to raise awareness and educate people around how our individual impact matters and as a collective we're going to be able to shift things. But now we have to do it all together. We have to get governments involved, businesses and individuals to work together. Um, Because yeah, there's reports that came out, the UN IPCC report came out saying we've got 12 years to before we may hit climate catastrophe now. So the timeline's faster, where the planet is warming faster, and yet people are still going about their lives like nothing's changing. Because perhaps they don't see it changing in real terms for them. Exactly. But someone like you, for example, you know, you're going back to your hometown mm-hmm. and you are literally diving and you're seeing the change. Yeah. And that's compelling you to do more. And that's yeah. compelling you to bring this agenda to your workplace, which I think is fantastic. And we need more people like you. <laughs> you need more presenters. Yes. <laughs> Who dive. Um, okay. No. No, but it is it, for me, like I said, it was very real and you can't deny it. I mean, I, I was probably as guilty as anybody else prior to that of just going, you know, kicking the can down the road. And this is something for my children and my grandchildren to worry about. But when you're diving, when you're seeing the destruction to the coral reefs and the bleaching and you're feeling it yourself, you're seeing less fish in the water, you're seeing more plastic where fish used to be. Mm. You can't deny it. You know, you can't keep your head in the sand and you can't kick the can down. And I think maybe that's what we need to do. We need to keep those messages on TVs and in movies and in magazines and, and show the devastation, show wh- how bad the plastic problem is. And then maybe people be, – I, I believe in, in people. And I don't think that people necessarily want to ignore it. I just think they don't – they're really just not aware enough yet. Yeah, I think there's a big awareness thing and people, you know, they are used to their convenient, easy lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think a lot of the time it's figuring out what is the impact or what is the thing that's going to ignite that change in them. So for you, it was going back and diving, right? Yeah. And there's lots of things like that that people can see, but they need to, they need to face it. But then they also need to know that actually there's people to support you once you've awoken to a certain level, like mm-hmm. Green is a New Black and like, you know, there's so many other groups and, and communities that you can join to help you on your journey to realize that there is still hope and there's still things that you can do and you vote with your time with your wallet with your food choices um and when we realize that and we can then take control back and power back 
for ourselves because in those moments, sometimes people get really overwhelmed and they get scared and they can shut down because they think, well, it's too big a problem. I can't do this. Yeah. I'm just, just, one, I'm person. just one person. Exactly. exactly. But we want people to really think and remember that actually you are one person. Your choices do matter and have an impact and you can join communities where you can really foster more growth together. We're talking to Stephanie Dixon, founder of Green is the New Black. Okay, tell us a little bit more about the Conscious Festival by Green is the New Black. Yeah, so as you said in the beginning, you know, we started it around four years ago in Mm. Singapore and it's just grown year on year, which has been a really beautiful thing to see. And now Mm. we had a thousand people this year, more than last year, hitting 3,800. But the main purpose of the festival is a big marketplace. We had 70 different brands, uh, all from lifestyle, F&B, fashion, beauty, who are really going about business in an environmentally and a socially sound way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we have a series of talks where we bring together experts from around the region, we look at things like how we can live more consciously, how we can work more consciously and sustainably, how we can find purpose. Because I think a lot of people are still looking for purpose in their lives, in their work. Uh, and we wanted to be able to support that journey and looking at things like going zero waste and our consumption. And then finally, we looked at travel. So looking at things like the destruction to the planet, but also how you can have good impact when you travel and how you can travel when uh, by going more zero waste. And what is your green warrior list? Yes. So our green warriors is a list that we launched last year. It's basically a list of 30 eco heroes from around Asia. So we find 30 of the most inspiring people who literally get us excited to get out of bed every day. And we basically shoot them with these incredible photographers from Paris. Um, We've brought them over, Flavian and Zoe. And this year we were tackling the theme of waste. So we found our 30 warriors and then we went to the streets of Hong Kong and Singapore and we collected waste. And we then did a photo shoot to showcase a few different things. One, that sustainability can be sexy. And these guys are literally the heroes on the front line fighting for the good fight, um, you know, to save the planet and and those kind of things. And secondly, we wanted to show that waste could actually be uh, wealth, that you don't just have to think of it as a disposable thing, but actually, what are you throwing out? And could it be upcycled? What can be recycled? And start to get people to realize the amount of waste that a single person creates. So we, this award series, I guess you could call it, um, we want it to have a deeper meaning always. And we want to be able to hopefully convey in a beautiful fashion um, around some of these deeper issues, but also celebrate the great change makers. So this will be something that we continue to do every year. This is something. And is your list always going to be, did you say 30? 30. Okay. Is it always going to be 30 or For now, is this going to grow? Yes. No, 30 every year. And then we can always feature new people next year. But I think that it's a great number. Um, and it also allows us to continue to grow and meet more people around the region who are making change. Okay. Well, it has been a wonderful conversation to have with you. And before I let you go, where would you like to see Green is the New Black in the next five years? Oh, such a great question. One that we get very excited about. So for us, we are really looking on connecting a regional conscious community. So our event now happens in Singapore and Hong Kong. We spend a lot of time in Bali. We've got people that, you know, flew in from around the region, actually from Cambodia. Um, also, we had someone from Japan join us in Hong Kong. So we're already starting to see the collectiveness of the community. So for Green is a New Black, we want to continue to grow. We want to be that one platform people can go to when no matter what level of their sustainability journey that they're at. And we want to make it mainstream. We want to make sustainability mainstream and we want to make it sexy. So anything we can do to help achieve that mission, that's what we're going to be focused on for the next five years. So you definitely will be around in five years. Oh, yes, we And will. hopefully we all will be around in the next five years. Yes. And more green and more aware and... 
and everyone w- will have actually pulled their head out of the sand. That's my, my hope. I can't judge because I was as guilty of it as other people. But Stephanie Dixon, founder of Green is the New Black, thank you so much for coming and reminding us once again why it is so important that we get going today. And today we start with a small green step. Yes, little green step. Little green step <laughs> on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.